Welcome to a new episode of the Shooter Shop podcast. I'm your host, Mark Monte Potato, and today we have even more positivity around Arsenal. And uh, in this episode, we're just going to be talking about the games against Wolves and Leicester. My um, guests today are my mates and fellow Arsenal fans, Teddy Hines, Leonard Pratt, and hopefully Dave Aratunian, who is going to be joining us like right now, hopefully. So let's just jump right into the game. Um, Teddy, what were your thoughts on the Wolves game? And Teddy is frozen. Leonard, what were your thoughts on the Wolves game? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I did not expect... I mean, we completely outplayed Arsenal. I did not expect the game to go that... I mean, Wolves, sorry. I did not expect the game to go like that. Firstly, I thought I thought I thought Wolves would come at us a bit more, but they were pretty tame. Like we contained them, pocketed them. It's a good good performance all round. Ceballos surprised me a lot. I thought Willock would start ahead of Ceballos, but when Ceballos started and like the way he played, the passes he was doing, like running the whole midfield, he's had a pretty good run of two games recently. I mean, if he if he can keep up the consistency, I wouldn't see. I could see us uh, extending the loan or possibly even buying him. It was an all-round good game. Eddie, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. It was one of our best away performances for many years, actually. Like, definitely our most positive result against under Arteta. And, yeah, potentially one of our best away performances I can remember for a very long time. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Dave? Wolves game? Give me a second. Yeah, um, what do I think, think about the game? Yeah, just for the Wolves game. Um, well, I think we did well in the first half. Mm. Um, first half, we should have very finished the game off. We had should have been at least three, three up. The lack of chance, he should have buried that. And um, but yeah, I don't know. The first half we played well. In the second half, we just slowed down. They got into the game, and I think the red card changed the whole match. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, I think Vardy should have been sent off too. And I don't know if their goal should have stood as well. But mm-hmm. we can get into that later. Yeah, I guess we might as well jump into it then. Um, yes, the Leicester game. It was... I thought we were amazing in the first half. I think that might have been some of our best home play this season so far. Just how fluid we were. Ceballos like Leonard was saying, was completely running that midfield. I was completely surprised at how good he was that game. But I just thought the whole team was amazing. And that Ceballos pass for Bellerin was unbelievable. For, sorry, Saka was unbelievable. But I think the problem persists when Lacazette just isn't burying the chances that he's given. And I think it's costing us in the big games now because he had two chances, the Bellerin um, cross, and then this kind of snapshot which he had, which could have won us the game. And I just think, I mean, the red card we can get into a bit later, but uh, Leonard, what were your thoughts on kind of the first half and the performance? Brilliant performances. As you said, I think we should have been at least three up, three, three up. Laka, Laka had so many chances. He needs to start burying the chances. I know he's like been out of form, lack of confidence, everything. But like some of the finishes, it's literally being put on the plate for him. All he's got to do is just finish it. Uh, it's kind of disappointed with that. I think second half, I think Artesi like needs to look at tactics. Tactically, second half, I think Leicester adjusted. 
and we really didn't adjust for that for that uh, adjust like quick enough uh, to like combat their changes. Because I mean, second half, even though we got the red card, they were kind of getting a getting a foot into the game. They probably could have probably would have scored even if we had 10, 11 men on on the on the field. I think because I mean, uh, the game was swinging their way. But I mean, I'm just disappointed, you know, like two points dropped. I mean, we'd have gone six. We could have possibly been in the running for for Champions League. But now, now we're, we're like content. We've got, we're like still seventh, uh, pretty far off ahead of us. Spurs next. I mean, it's, it's disappointing, but I mean, it's a good thing though. It's, it's Arsenal versus Leicester. If a few months before the quarantine, if you told me Arsenal versus Leicester, I come away feeling disappointed that we didn't grab all three points, I'd be, I'd be in the black. We we smoking it, but it's good. Yeah, Teddy, any thoughts on that first half and maybe on the whole game? Yeah, I thought the first half was was excellent. Really, um, played really well as a team. Defense was quite strong. I thought um, down the right there was some really nice link up between Saka, Bellerin, Sabiles. And I thought Bellerin's pass for Lacazette um, headed chance was one of the best passes I've seen in a long time. Right? Um, I think that's, that's the best the pass he's ever made in his Arsenal career. Yeah, it was amazing. So, amazing. It was a big positive for me was that Bellerin was a lot better this weekend than he has been in the past few games. Um, and like, I, I don't want to criticize Bellerin. I really like the bloke, so I wanted to be playing well. And I, I was really pleased to see him have a good game. Um, but yeah, I agree. Lacazette should have taken one of the two chances. Although Schmeichel did have a good first half. You've got to give him credit for that as well. Yeah, Dave, I think you touched on it briefly, but um, what were your like, thoughts on the goal and maybe on like a couple of players' performances in that first half? Argo, yeah, Argo was good. Good pick up from Ceballos. Great boss. And then a nice little trimmy there from Saka. And just another proper finish. I mean, he's always at the right place at the right time. You, you can rely on him to score goals. Um, but yeah, I think the first half overall was, was good. They had that one chance from Mianatra early on in the game. That was about it. The only chance they had, really. And you control that first half. And then I don't know what happened in the second half. Because um, even before we got the red card, yeah, we weren't playing well. More sloppy, less urgency. And they were, they were definitely a better team in that second half. And the red card just made it even worse. Uh, I didn't think it was a red card. I didn't at first, because when he gave the yellow, it was a fine. It was just the yellow. But... His foot it was a bit high, and if you go by the level of the law, it's a red card. But I don't know. you do, and then yeah, uh, they scored the goal, equaliser, and you just knew from then that was it. But overall, I don't know. It was a game of two halves. First half we played well. Second half we didn't just Arsenal. Yeah, I think. I think you're completely right with the game of two halves. And I think the big reason for that probably is I think we, we could just tell we were looking really, really tired by that second half. And I think even our testers talked about it, how we can't really play consistently well for two halves. I think we are kind of in that similar situation Liverpool were a couple of years ago when they could play amazing for one half with Klopp's football, like actually pressing all the time and stuff. And then they tired by the second half. So I think maybe like next season with like a couple of games in, more time behind them, they can get like their full fitness back 
and then we might see some improvement there. But I think the thing we've got to talk about was, should Jamie Vardy have even been on the pitch when he scored that goal? And was that goal offside? Teddy, why don't you um, tackle whichever one you want to do what, first? Like, I, I think at, like, as much as I wish it was different, like both decisions were correct. Like Jamie Vardy shouldn't have been sent off. Like he doesn't know Mustafi's there. There's there's no in, intent to to kick him. Uh, Mustafi's also on the floor. Like it's not a high foot. Um, it, it's a foul. It's nothing more than that. Like I ain't to say anything else. He's clutching at straws a bit. And the offside, like who knows? Like we don't know whether Perez touched the ball or not. Um, so so there wasn't conclusive evidence to overrule the goal, and therefore it was a goal. Like if it maybe if like you got what you have in cricket and stuff like that, and you can tell where the ball touches the boot and stuff like that, then maybe we could say offside. But we didn't know that it truly touched the boot, and therefore it was a goal. Yeah. Leonard, did you think it was uh, uh, red for Jamie? I I agree. I agree. I agree. But what Teddy said basically, I, I do feel that Vardy wasn't intentional at all. I mean, if he if he'd been sent off for it with a red card, I thought that's, that would have been harsh. Uh, with the Eddie one. I think it's a. It's one of the. I think it's like one of those ones that. I it can be red sometimes, but it depends on the referee. But like when you look at when you saw the replays and like slow mos, I kind of had to say that is, it's a red card to me. So at first I thought it was a yellow, and then after seeing the replay, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa he's he's in trouble here. What I didn't understand was that like the referees, like the VAR, they were looking at all these different angles and stuff, and. Some angles it didn't look as bad, and then one angle looked really bad. But then when like they told like the referee to go check it, he he went there. He was there for literally like two seconds, and he saw probably one frame. Why didn't he just see like all the angles and decide whether it might have been fully a red card? Because if he saw some of the other frames, he might have not given it a red. I just don't understand the consistency in this situation. I mean, like, I'll tend to criticise that, like, that saying he didn't understand the rules and why did the referee go see the monitor and stuff like that. But like, I think that's how VAR should work in the future. Like, I think it's better that the referee goes and watches the screen than like a bunch mm-hmm. of people are down his ear telling him all these things. And like he evidently saw enough through one frame that it wasn't red card. And like it's a bit harsh. Like it's one of them which is on the boundary probably. But I think ultimately they did get to the right decision. As disappointing as it is, and as like, and there are plenty of mitigating circumstances. Like he just come on, he was young. Like I feel sorry for Kessie. He didn't mean it, but ultimately, like he probably did deserve to get sent off. Yeah. I guess, yeah, probably decided on that. Um, I guess the next thing I want to do is just a uh, cheeky bit of player ratings. Um, we could probably just do Can one. I say one thing, Mark. Yeah, hop on. What do you I, I think Vardy should have been signed off, in my opinion. Okay, finally, somebody who might actually agree with my point of view. Because whether he had the intent, I'm not. I'm sure Ketchet didn't have any intent to hurt him either. Mm-hmm. But it's still a dangerous play. He kicked him in the knee and he with a high foot. He hurt the player. There's a scar on his face. Vardy, Vardy hurt Mustafi with a high foot in the face. He's equally as dangerous. Even though if there's no intense, dangerous play should have been sent off, in my opinion. But Vardy uh, wasn't facing Mustafi. And Mustafi was also on the floor, so it wasn't a particularly high foot. Like, but they've gone in. Ah, but his well, legs you've seen, you've seen red cards he's falling, being given for he's that. Falling, he's falling backwards with his legs and he kicks his leg out. It's not natural, in my opinion. He could have easily avoided that. So yeah, I think Vardy should have been sent up hundred percent. You've seen red cards given for way less. Like, if they actually probably looked at VAR, they probably might have. It would be interesting to see if the like referee went and saw that, like on the screen, what would he have done? 
that's still yeah, like hypothetical we could actually talk about because if he had seen it the ref like the decision might have been a bit different but we're just not going to know i guess so then player ratings um we'll just do one player each way to make it fair um so len why don't you go first uh, i'll give you martinez in goal i'd say seven i i do think i, I do think that he could have saved, saved the goal uh, but other than that i mean he didn't really have much to do i think it was just a bog standard bog standard performance Actually, six. He made some decent saves, to be fair, on the day. Like, um, he was pretty commanding in the box, I thought. And, like, he rushed, like, out of the box, like, sweeper keeper quite a bit when over those top balls. So, I thought maybe a six or seven is pretty accurate. And generally, he's done well since Leonard's injury. Mm. Uh, I was concerned I think... about that, actually, somewhere. It's surprising, like, how good he is. I was quite pleasantly surprised. And it actually begs the question, like, what do we do in the summer? Because I'm pretty sure he wanted, like, more first-team football. So... Do we sell him? Do we load him? Like, what do we do now with Martinez? No, just keep him a second choice. But what yeah. if he wants to leave? What if he wants more first-year football? Pay him a bit more and, like, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, Bellerin, Teddy. Uh, like, so I thought Bellerin was so good first half going forwards. But then, like, he did lose Vardy for the goal. Um, and it's that same defensive lapse. So, like, you can only give him a six at the end of the day. Because his, he, should, he should have, him and Mustafi together should have been tracking Vardy for that goal and they didn't. So only a six, yeah. despite his good attacking play. Yeah, I, th- I still think he's like working up to full fitness. I just don't think he's fully there yet. And I'll, it'll be interesting to see whether Arteta rested Cedric today just to play Bellerin. Or who does he trust in that big game on Sunday in the North London derby? That will be interesting to really find out, actually. Um... Dave, so uh, I think you get Mustafi. Mustafi, um, he didn't do bad. Um, <laughs> I think the goal was mainly his fault. He's, he's fed the whole defense in that goal. I don't know what they were doing. The line, everything, the positioning was all wrong. But um, apart from the goal, didn't have too bad of a game. So six or seven, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think he's better than better than Luis. Luis. Especially in the first half, he made a few mistakes, I think. But, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I'll, I'll take Luis, but I thought Luis was excellent that game. He was really commanding. He was playing some excellent balls that game. Yeah, but I don't want him for the ball. I want him for the defending. And, uh... he, he's made more blocks than any Arsenal defender in his defence. I think at the end of the day, the less Luis does, the better he plays. Yeah, actually, that, that's, that's very true. You know what I'm like, just getting. Just keep out the game. And that's, the three-man defence works. He plays in the middle. He just doesn't have to commit. doesn't have to do anything. And the less he does, the less you hear his name on the commentary, just the better game he's having. Because yeah, no one ever mentions him in a positive way. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. To be fair. I mean, I, I would have been really interesting to see that if we had our full defence, I don't think we'd be playing three at the back. I just think three at the back is purely to try and get the best out of David Luiz. And it's, it's working. I mean, we've been one of winning run. We haven't lost. What we need to do is find a system in which David Luiz is nowhere near anywhere near that defence. So he just doesn't play, basically. He doesn't what play. Get rid of him. I don't get rid of him. Ozil. I don't. They're just the old players, rusty players that have passed, passed what they used to be. And I don't think we need to be focusing on these type of players anymore. Fair enough. I will give David Luiz a six then. Um, Len, 
Kalasanak. Ooh. I was given a six. Mm-hmm. A six five. Nothing amazing, bog standard. There were times that you were a bit worried. Kalasanak can't defend. Like when you play him in the back three, he's he's it, you can tell that he's not used to it. Uh, doesn't seem natural. I just think he had a, he had like an okay game. There wasn't any big moments involving him, so I give him like a five. Oh, okay, so probably one of the worst in the defense then. Um, Teddy, what are you giving Kiritani, who I thought was probably the best defender there? Yeah, I, I thought Tini was excellent. Like I think like the back three is definitely to get the best out of Louise, but I think he also brings out the best out of Kiritani as well because his ball into the box is so good. Um, He's one of the best crosses I've seen in an Arsenal shirt for a hell of a long time. Like, um, and he's solid defensively as well. Um, although maybe he could have got closer to the cross, which Vardy, um, Vardy scored from Bowles. We like probably 7.5. I thought he was one of the best players um, yesterday. That half volley he hit as well in the first half. Oh, yeah. Oof. What a shot, to be fair. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever seen the ball travel so fast. Yeah, I was like, I was. I thought it might be skying over a bit, but he, he got that on target, to be fair. Like, Smigel had to handle that. Yeah. Uh, Dave, um, do you want Sabayos or do you want uh, Shaka? Um, I don't mind. Sabayos, uh, yeah, I think Sabayos played well. He, uh, his pass led to our goal. I think um, slowly replacing Gwendouzi in there. Because I don't know if Gwendouzi is going to leave or not. Looks like it. We'll, we'll touch so, on that um, later. He, he stepped up, I think. Sabayos, I think he's not. He's done pretty well recently. Um. I think I'll give him a seven, seven or eight, probably a seven. What's the consensus on um, Sabios? Would we want to extend his loan, or do you think we can do better? Depends how much. If it was just another loan period, if it's not like a buy fully. Definitely, hundred percent. I would keep him. Yeah, I think he's the only he's the only one who has a bit of creativity in that midfield. Anyone who can actually pick out a good ball, good at dribbling. And we need that kind of player in there. Yeah. He's, not, he's not that kind of player. Neither is Gunduzi, neither is Torreira, really. They're not silky players. And so we need someone like him in there. I mean, yeah, we've been looking for someone to like replace Gazola. And I think Ceballos is the closest we've got yeah. so far. But like, he's not on Gazola's level yet. But like, yeah. if, you keep, if he plays like he did first half today, then he, uh, yesterday, sorry, he was excellent. Fair enough. Um, I'll take Granite. Um, I thought, I think, I think Granite is very similar to David Luiz. Where if you're not talking about Granite Xhaka, he's doing a good job. Because if he's like, if you're talking about him a lot, like he's being, he's probably out of position, he's misplaying passes. But if you're not talking about him, then he's just picking his passes, kind of leading the team. And I thought he just did his whole job yesterday. I didn't think he wasn't special, but it was a very classic Granite Xhaka performance. Like he did what he needed to do. And I can't really give him more than like maybe a six. At that best, possibly. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think he's one of our most important players. But isn't that Granit Xhaka? Granit Xhaka, in my opinion, is a player you can rely on at times, but he's not a player who's going to take us to the next level, in my opinion. He's not a player that is going to take this team where we want to go. Get what I mean? If you, if you want to be challenged, you need to though. get better than Jack. You need to be, get better than Granit Xhaka. He's a complimentary piece. He like supports other players. He's kind of yeah. like Henderson, in my opinion. I agree. Like, Henderson's I agree. not the best player that Liverpool yeah. midfield. 
The but better he, the players around Xhaka, and the better the system and the better the players, the better Xhaka becomes. Maybe if we improve the players around him, yeah, then he might become better. But at the moment, he's, we can't have him being the best player in them too. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. We we've seen it when Jack is the best player in that midfield. I mean, it's it kind of all breaks apart. Um, Len, do you want to grab? I think the next player is Saka. Do you want to take Saka? I'll give him an eight. Brilliant performance. Okay. I mean, he's the future of Arsenal. Really good performance in the first half. He towards the second half he was getting tired, so I understand why Arsenal took him off. He was like wasn't stop tracking back fully. I think I think he's I think he's a bit exhausted, but just an overall great performance from him. Yeah, twelve goals and assists in all competitions so far. This I know I think sixteen, but he's got like twelve assists in all competitions, which is like third in like the Premier League or something. And he's like eighteen years old. Like he is. Absolutely mental for his age. Like that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Teddy, do you want to take um, Aubameyang? Yeah, thought so he had a good game again. Took his goal well. Like it was a very easy finish, but took his goal well. But I also thought he worked really hard um, defensively. Tracks back well, and you know, I thought he, I was actually really impressed with his hold up play as well, which I often think he lacks a bit. And I think that's a benefit of having Lacazette in the team is he's better his hold up play. But I thought. Often in the second half, Bamiang like bought a bit of time, a bit relieved the pressure with some and bought the foul. So I think like had a good game, like seven point five probably. Fair enough. Um, Dave, last on the pitch, uh, Laka. Laka. Laka is a player I really want to like because I like him a lot, but he's too inconsistent and he doesn't. When we when we need him the most, he doesn't deliver. In my opinion, he used to. I'd say. In the big games, he did actually step up at times, but in recent his recent form is not great, and finishing the chances which he should finish. I mean, the header one especially, the one on the turn was a good save, from Michael. The header one, he should be bearing that. He hit it straight at him. And yeah. I don't know. For me, no more than a six, in my opinion. Yeah. Very fair for him. I feel like his holder play was. Really good today. Like, there's a few chances yeah. where he like unleashed Abamyang today, and I thought in the first half they like as a unit the three of them was like excellent. They were like interchanging, playing balls in behind. They were amazing. But I can see in why once in Ketia because of that finishing. Yeah, I would play Oba down the middle, Saka on the left, and Pepe on the right. I would probably leave Saka to come on half second half. I think he might need to do that because we're not going to have Nketiah now, so we're going to need some kind of backup striker on the bench. Yeah. I'd, I'd stay with the, the front three we just played for the Tottenham game. Um, really? Well, I, about, I, just, like, I can't remember Arsenal playing on the bench. so well offensively in a long, long time. I think we can look to you is it Balogun? <laughs> I mean, are you really going to play Balogun just so he signs a new contract? No, I mean, just put him on the bench. Yeah, mm. but like, I, I think we're going to go ready for the Premier League. League. I mean, when Saka started playing for us, do you think? Yeah, but Saka didn't play straight away in the Premier League. He started in the Europa League. Yeah, he didn't come in for the North London derby. Yeah, there's like, there's like levels to this. You can't be like throwing him in. It's not like, like if he comes on and then like just absolutely crumbles, like 
we just lost the game. I think we should have, we've got to have, because Martinelli's injured now, we can't use him. So we need some kind of backup bench striker. So I, I would keep Lack on the bench, but for just for some fresh legs. But yeah, the subs today, I think, were like pretty average. I mean, you can't give any of them more than a five. I mean, they were on the pitch for like five, 10, 15 minutes at most. So it's like, just give them all the five, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Last kind of couple of things I wanted to discuss was um, Martinelli signed a new contract uh, kind of at the end of last week. And I just think like last week was actually one of the better weeks of being an Arsenal fan, surprisingly. A couple of wins, two massive contracts signed. And I, I love how all like, we were really happy last week. Uh, and now this week it's just a bit, bit less happy. But what, what's everyone's thoughts on uh, Martinelli signing a new deal? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's good. it's good for us. The more players we get on contracts, the better, especially if they're young and good. Uh, I'm still waiting for that Albert to sign his contract. That's the one I want. But yeah, it's good. There's no negatives on it. It's all positive in my opinion. Yeah, even like slightly disappointing yesterday, but even then still like very positive in general about Arsenal um, over the past few weeks. Like, to be honest, if someone like, I, I'd have taken like how bad we were away to Brighton. If someone said, I oh, will draw 1-1 at, at, uh, against Leicester and beat Wolves away, I'd, I'd have been really happy. So there's definitely been a clear improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so then I guess the last thing we need to discuss is ever since that Brighton game, Matteo Guendouzi has not been in the Arsenal squad for, for any of the games. And obviously um, the great Lord David Ornstein uh, revealed the other week that he's been training alone with like some fitness coach or something. Um, I think this is the clearest sign that Guendouzi's out the door in the summer, either for some kind of swap deal for maybe Partey or just being sold in general because it's very clear he's got some attitude problems and he's a great player, he's got great potential, but I just think Arteta clearly wants to set a culture at the club and Guendouzi's not part of that. I guess that's the kind of like the biggest thing I just wanted to like finish off on, um, get everybody's thoughts on, do we keep like... Should we really sell Guendouzi or find a way to maybe reintegrate back in the team? Ted, do you want to open up with that? Yeah, I'd get rid of him. Um, he's clearly got attitude problems and Artes is trying to put in this philosophy. And if Guendouzi's not buying into that, then I, I don't really have time for that. Um, like He's obviously got decent potential and he's had his good moments for Arsenal, but ultimately like he scored one goal in two seasons for us. He's got like, only a couple of assists, I think. like There's no end product. Like he's not he's not worth the attitude problems and the problems which come with that. Like I'm sure he'll come good, but if we can get if we can swap him for Partey or get 25 30 million for him, then I definitely see him off out the door. Dave, um, it's a tough one for me because I actually quite like Gundogan. I think he's a good player, good potential there, and I think his attitude. I don't know exactly what he's done. He's like. It was kind of the like Brighton issue with Mope and like discussing the wage. Yeah, and... but I think that's something which we not the wages, but his attitude on the pitch is something which I think we're lacking. I think that that great that yeah. desire. I think we don't have enough of that. And I don't care if he slaps around a few players, and I, I like that. So in terms of that, I don't have a problem with that. But obviously, if he's having problems with Arteta, like issues with the manager, then that's a problem. So I don't know. I like him. I would have liked to see him stay, but. You can get in a better player, maybe a Partey. I think Partey is good. 
can get him in, then yeah, I would sell him. But it's a tough one. I don't know. Leonard, any uh, thoughts on that as well? Can you? I just, I don't want to get rid of him. If we can get some, if we can get some decent amount of money, which we can reinvest in better players. So I think we should. I mean, we probably should get get rid of him. I also don't. I think he is a good player, but I think Mendozi, as of now, a lot of work needs to be done to his game. And I don't think like our squads in the position where we can afford to give him the game time to like consistently improve him week in week out. Uh, so I, I do think that we might as well get rid of him, especially with these attitude problems. If yeah, if you're beefing with the manager already, I mean Arteta hasn't has been here for less than a year. It's probably not going not a good sign in the long run. So I do think that we are going to get rid of Gondosi. Uh, yeah, I mean my only hope is that Arsenal put in some kind of like sell-on clause in there in case Gondosi you know blows up at the other club and. He gets sold for like Pogba start money for like 80, 90 million pounds or something. And I just hope that for his career, like hopefully he improves. And even if we sell him, he does well. But it's like, it reminds me a lot of kind of like Adrian Rabio at PSG, how he had all that, all that potential and stuff. But he just had a lot of like attitude problems from both at PSG and now at Juventus. He didn't really get into either of those teams. And I really hope that's not what's going to happen to Guendouzi. Because he's got all that potential, he could play as like a box to box or holding. I just really hope he kind of sorts out his career because he could be amazing. Um, and I guess just to I think, yeah, can I say I think the most important thing for Arsenal right now is to sign um, Alberto a contract. That's the most important thing for us right now because yeah. without him, we're literally an average average team. Mm-hmm. Like, without him, I. I wouldn't even watch Arsenal if I'm being honest. Like, we'd be losing game. Like, I don't know, but yeah, signing him and like make like giving him a vision of like the players we're gonna bring in and kind of football we want to play next season. That's the most important thing. Because without him, like regardless of who we sign next season, if we don't have him, we're screwed. Yes, wait. We take him on three-year contract. That's the thing. So I think rumors were he wants a three-year contract. I'll happily give it to him. It's like okay, 10 so grand I'll a week. Maybe not 10 years, but yeah. He's definitely, I, think, I think he's only going to sign if we like, show ambition. So if he does sign, I'd be excited because I think Arsenal are going to make some signings then because they clearly promised him some big signings if he's signing a contract. Yeah, I think you'll sign actually. Um, quietly confident. I, I'm quite confident as well that he's signing. I think he just seemed... It's like a lot more positive around Arsenal right now, and I feel like he's yeah. he's quite happy in London. Well, and I think coronavirus has stopped like a lot of people come maybe coming to buy him as well. I think all the other <laughs> options have decreased. Yeah, and if we give him the money he wants, like I know it's a lot, and I know the three-year contract's a lot for a thirty-one-year-old. But then, yeah, as you say, like the coronavirus situation and stuff, like his options are limited. And this is a club who, who need him, and we know we need him because we've had him for two years, and he's been unbelievable. Um, then I think, yeah, he may well even be forced to stay in many ways. Mm. Didn't Arteta say he's going to stay? I'm pretty sure he said. He said he wants him to stay and he's trying everything he can. <clears throat> Which is all he can say, really. Um, so then the big game, Sunday, North London derby. Um, I'm thinking we do a reaction pod, hopefully straight after the game. 
just get our fresh thoughts on it. Um, I'm going to try and get um, a Spurs fan on, George Morgan. Hopefully he can join us and grace us with his presence. Um, it's going to be a really interesting game, I think, especially if we batter them, which I think I think we're actually going to give him a really big performance on Sunday. I'm going like a 3-1 Arsenal win. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling very confident for that game. What are your guys' predictions? Right. I'm always hopeful when we play Spurs, but... Uh, 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah, 2-1 yeah. Arsenal. Kane will score, for sure. He always scores. Just like Vardy always scores against us, like what he did it yesterday. Yeah. Sam? 3-1, 3-1, maybe. 2-1, 3-1. Cool, cool. Um, any final thoughts for kind of the end of the season? Do we think we're going to get Europa League football? I think we will, but um, I, don't, I don't know if I want to. Um, Money-wise, yeah, it might help us, but football's dead in Europa League. I don't want to watch it. But... Yeah, I'd rather just focus on the league. Honestly. I mean, it gives us another I, avenue for the Champions League. Uh, yeah, but like it's harder than you think in the Europa League, isn't it? As we found out, mm. um, it's a good competition. There's some good teams. Like, I'd, I'd take it. I think we should try and get into it because, like, the money's going to be really important with the coronavirus and all that going on. But like, I kind of agree. I don't want to watch any more Europa League football. Like. But you know, when Arsenal playing, you got to watch it. You can't. You feel obliged. Like, yeah, you got to yeah, watch it. I, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather not, but we're going to have to. Yeah, so I think football in Europa League is like terrible. Like whenever I watched it, it was terrible football. Like both teams were pretty shocking. But the money's going to be good. And also, like reputation wise, I think it'll be a big hit for reputation if you do the qualify for Europa, Europa League. Especially with coronavirus coming. Like, the Our reputation's already damaged, isn't it? It's already damaged, but it's even damaged over. Like, It'll be cemented like mid-table. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to offer some kind of European football to potential transfers. I mean, we need some kind of show that we're like not like mid-table average club anymore. Um, but on that note, I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Shoot the Shot podcast. I'd also like to thank Leonard, Teddy and Dave for coming on today's episode. And I will have their social media pages in the description below. If you're listening on Anchor and Spotify, please download and follow our page. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment and subscribe. Um, This has been your host, Mark DeMonte-Potato, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.